John Forburn is the CEO of Entrada Travel Group, the parent company of Intercity. Hiya, John. Hi, Heather. Are people getting back on the bus again? Yeah, we're seeing the uh, services progressively ramp up. We're still only about 50% of our pre-COVID levels, though, at the moment, and that's with a restricted network. 50%. So where's the other 50% gone? So people are still getting back into their previous travel habits, I imagine. Um, and there are some areas of the country where uh, there are, you know, are some restrictions in services at the moment. Oh, you mean some of your routes are not fully back up yet? That's right. Why would that be the case? So there are places where, and an example would probably be somewhere like the West Coast, where a very sparsely populated area, obviously a beautiful part of the country with a small population base, and in the past, we've been able to rely on um, a large number of you know, international travellers to make up the numbers, if you like, to make that services, uh, those services viable. So in the absence of those travellers, it's a bit more challenging for us to stand up than normal services. What proportion of your regular travellers, let's say pre-COVID, were international tourists? Yeah, it's really around about that uh, 15% mark. But it does... Uh, play out in a more extreme way in some of those more remote locations, particularly the areas you know where you would associate with tourism activity. And so in terms of Kiwis, um, there's still a little bit of a lag, you, you say, where Kiwis are still getting back into the habit of travelling again. What do, you, what do you put that down to? Oh, I think, you know, the COVID situation has impacted lots of people in different ways. And I suppose as we come out of this lockdown state, people are just getting used to the idea of moving around, that'll take some time to get back to anything approaching normal. Okay. There's also, I suppose, a proportion of um, Entrada's business, which is um, very much reliant on international tourists, almost exclusively, I would say. Auckland Explorer buses, the Whale and Dolphin safaris. How's that portion of the business going? Yeah, so across our tourism products, we have some products that you would say would readily be available to uh target the domestic market, others not so much. So we've had to hibernate some of our products and then in other cases we'll be activating them heavily into that, that domestic market. So what have you hibernated? Well, a good example would be uh, we have a brand called Great Sites, which is New Zealand's largest day tour operation, uh, taking coach trips to well-known places such as Hobbit and Movie Set, that sort of thing. That type of experience is very well set up for international travellers where maybe they don't have access to the same amount of uh, transport options, perhaps there's a language requirement that we can assist with. So those are very relevant offerings for the international market, but not so much if the family are heading off to see Hobbiton. They can generally do that on their own uh, without those needs. So it's a bit harder to, to translate that into a domestic opportunity. So that's an example of a business that would have been hibernated yeah. for the time being. There sense. are other examples, though, where uh, that's not the case. So, so, John, some of your businesses, obviously, will be largely geared towards the international market, but Kiwis might still want to be able to go out and, and look at whale and dolphin safaris and whatnot. Sure. So how do you pivot those businesses so that they are more attractive to Kiwis at the moment? Yeah, well, the ones that, that do make sense for the domestic uh, travellers, we're already doing that. Um, those offers are very much relevant, and as long as we've got compelling you know, offers out there in the market and plenty of promotion, we think we're going to get good uptake on that. So we should we should expect to see more advertising, should we? Yeah, and you know uh, we're just progressively starting back those uh, activities. Obviously, we've only been out of lockdown for a, a, a really short period of time, but mm. I mean, I think. 
for example, a lot of Aucklanders wouldn't necessarily realise that just a, an hour or so off their doorstep, you can be engaging with dolphins and whales on a regular basis. So uh, we think there's a good opportunity for those products. Is there a price barrier for Kiwis on some of these activities, do you think? Oh, I think it's more a value perception and uh, I think all, all businesses have a job to do to convince uh, you know, New Zealanders that they're going to get really good value for money and, and have great experiences. I think post-travel, a lot of uh, Kiwis are, are delighted with the experiences they're having. It's just an adjustment. Um, I guess the conversation has really switched uh, from the health conversation to the econo- economic recovery conversation. Uh, how optimistic are you about how New Zealand is headed for that? Yeah, I am optimistic. I think if something that came out of the lockdown and, and our response to it has showed us it's that we can be pretty determined and actually pretty united if we face something as, as you know, adverse as this. And if we can channel some of those attributes into our economic recovery, I think we're well positioned. Yeah. I'd also say that you know, this has probably done a fair bit to enhance New Zealand's brand internationally mm. and I think that'll flow through to making us perhaps a more attractive destination not only for tourism but I think also for as a place to do business with and a place to study if we can capture that. Well this is the question isn't it John and this is something we discussed on the program yesterday how do you capture that? Yeah it's I think some of that will happen organically as our reputation around how things have played out here just translates around the world and you're already seeing some of that I guess but we have to be prepared to figure out a way to re-engage with the world and you know partly that will be things like the trans-Tasman bubble but taking those that model that we managed to prove there hopefully and then progressively rolling it out into wider places that that to me is the key to this. So John is it a little bit of a silver lining potentially that if you guys can just kind of hang on through the tough times that are coming on the other side it could be quite a boon. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think we've you know, one thing that has come out of this, and it's been incredibly tough for many businesses, we're not exempt from that, is that it's caused us to be really focused and, and really committed to making sure we've got the best possible business model and the best experiences, and that leaves us in a much leaner, fitter state to take on whatever's in front of us.